Aloha, welcome to Spotlight Hawaii. I'm Yanji Denise, joined by Ryan Kalei-Suji. It's the middle of the week, and we've been focusing a lot this week, Ryan, on the employment and unemployment sectors. We started off our week talking with the Restaurant and Retail Association leaders, and this morning we are talking to someone who very much has a pulse on who's getting jobs and who's not. That's right. She's always a popular guest. We want to welcome back Ann Peraria Stock. We are the director of the Department of Land, uh, excuse me, Labor and Industrial <laughs> Relations. Uh, we're changing your departments there for a second. Yeah. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, if we can start and begin this conversation by uh, giving us an up update on what the unemployment numbers look like right now in the state of Hawaii, how are we doing and uh, what's the overall number right now for the state? Okay, well, thank you again for having me. I don't think I'd be doing a very good job at the land and natural resources. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't know anything about that, but labor for definitely sure. So um, for unemployment insurance, our rate right now for June is 7.7%. Last year in June, we were at 14%. So we've come down greatly since last June. At our highest point, we were in the upper 20s or mid 20s at one point. And right now, the United States average is 5.9%. So we're definitely above average. So it sounds like we're doing much better. That's wonderful to hear. You know, when we talk to the restaurant and retail folks, they said that there are plenty of jobs out there for those who want them. So what's the disconnect right now? So we are seeing many claimants going back to work. We're seeing the numbers drop as the state gradually opens. We are seeing that um, workers are moving back to the workforce. We are seeing that um, those who are still attached but not performing any services are starting to get part-time work with their previous employer. And so we are seeing that influx of individuals getting back to the workforce. Of course, we know that there has been a backlog and many people continue to be waiting to have their claims uh, you know, settled during this time of uh, unprecedented un unemployment numbers and many people filing for unemployment claims. Can you give us an update right now on the number of claims that you're still working through as a result of the backlog from the pandemic? It's just really hard to give you a specific number. I could tell you that um, claims have decreased drastically. We could tell by the amount of information requested by claimants, um, requests on fixing and you know clearing up a claim. And every single week, Ryan and Yuji, we see brand new claim issues being created, right? Actually on a daily basis. So it's really hard to get a pulse on that specific number. Let's talk about the plus up and when that is ending. When can people expect that final extra payment of $300? And what are you expecting to change once that money goes away? Okay, so it's not just the plus up, but it's extended benefits as a whole. So PEUC, as well as PUA, and the FPUC, which is the $300 plus up, ends week ending September 4th. And so once those extended benefits ends, those claimants who are not qualified for a brand new initial claim will no longer receive any unemployment insurance benefits. Okay, we know that one of the other things that people have been asking for is an opportunity to settle some of their claims in person. We know that you stood up a, a number of different services from uh, the call center to doing appointments online. Is there any plan to resume in-person appointments or uh, in-person in consultations for those who may be looking to settle a claim? Well, yes, I am very happy to announce today that we do have a um, preliminary date of opening. We are planning to open on September 7th 
the day after Labor Day. We will have a scaled opening. We will make sure that we can service both individuals who, you know, have the ability to come in and wait um, to be seen, as well as those who can't wait in a line or stand in a line. So we will have appointments as well. So in the morning, it'll be walk-ins. And after lunch, we will have appointment-only openings of the building. How many workers do you have? I, I would imagine that you're going to have some pretty long lines there. Most definitely. So that's what we've been preparing for. You know, our offices can only handle so many as well, right? And we still have to make sure that we are all safe with um, the COVID protocols. And so we will make sure that every island will have a office open. So we're all opening all of the Department of Labor offices on all islands. And every office um, will have unemployment insurance assistance in person, in the mornings, walk-ins, and in the afternoon, appointments only. We know that when this request was made in the past, one of the things that you had mentioned, one of the difficulties is, is that you have stood up these other available resources, such as the call center and the scheduled appointments via uh, web conferencing. Uh, will those types of options also continue or is everything moving strictly to in-person? So we will definitely keep our call center open at the Hawaii Convention Center. We're hoping to beef up those operations. Um, unemployment insurance, Department of Labor, as well as every other employer in the state is having a hard time hiring and making sure we keep the um, employees we bring in. So we are trying to um, upscale again our numbers at the call center. So I ask anyone out there who has the ability to perform that call center operation job, please apply. It's an ongoing application on our website, but we will have the call center open, but we will no longer have the Zoom and phone appointments. Appointments will be in-person only at the unemployment insurance offices in the afternoons. There's a lot of comments here about what you should and shouldn't do. Miguel has a suggestion here, separate the lines by topic. That will be easy for everybody and the staff. What kind of organization mechanisms are you looking at? Because some people have a really easy question and presumably others will need a lot of a documentation and perhaps have to make a follow-up appointment. So are you planning any kind of organizational strategies like Miguel is talking about? And also when can people start to make those appointments to meet in person? So we are um, looking at ways in being able to handle the crowds and the claims. Um, it's not gonna be on whether your question is easy or not. You know, every claimant is important. Every claim is important. Every claim is extremely different from the other. And um, someone can come in and think it's a very easy question and that we can fix it in two seconds, but you know, it becomes much more complicated once they get in front of a, um, individual who understands the process and knows what the claim looks like. And so we're going to be blocking them more in regular claims as well as PUA claims, because we do have PUA as well that we are trying to um, handle as well. And when can people start to actually make the appointments? So it's three weeks prior to our opening. So we'll still be taking appointments for Zoom and phone interviews prior to us opening on the 7th. And then three weeks prior to September 7th, we will switch that appointment system over to um, being able to take appointments for in-person um, interviews. I want to bring in a question here at, from uh, Regine, who's asking, what happens after the plus of ends? My working place will slow down again after summer in the hospitality industry. Am I able to continue filing 
a new claim again. What would that process look like for those who are in a similar situation where they are uh, getting plus up, say, and, and they want to maybe return back to a normal, it's hard to say normal unemployment claim, but something that was done pre-pandemic. Right. So the extended benefits one, like I said, um, you'll still be able to um, apply and possibly qualify for regular benefits. It really depends where you're at in the stream. If some individuals um, applied for a new initial claim and chose what we call the $25 option and got moved over to stay on their PEUC claim, once extended benefit ends, they'll be able to roll back to their initial claim that they had initially applied for, but chose the $25 option. Those who did not get the opportunity to choose the $25 option or file a brand new initial claim because of their earnings, we'll just have to see if they have enough earnings to qualify them for a new claim or not. You know, we've heard anecdotally about people applying for jobs under the job requirement that you apply for three jobs a week to continue your benefits. Uh, for people applying for jobs that they're not qualified, let's say a medical position where they have no certif certification or what have you, are there any consequences for applying for jobs that you know you're not qualified for? Most definitely so. So if an individual gets chosen for two of our programs, one is what we call the RECI. It's the reemployment program. It's um, federally required. And so if you get selected and chosen for the RECI program, we will look into all of your um, job contacts to make sure that you are looking for work that you're suitable for, as well as what we call our um, annual audits that we do on claims. So we have an internal audit section who reviews all um, a percentage of claims, a universe of claims. And if you get chosen for that, they do the same thing. They'll review all of your work contacts to make sure that um, your work search is suitable for what, what you did in the past for your career. And, and what happens? Do you have to pay the money back? Is there a fine? Uh, what's the consequence? Yes, you could be determined to be ineligible for those weeks you receive benefits if you did not look for suitable work for those weeks. So it's a week by week process. We'll have to determine each week whether you were eligible or not. And you would have to, um, you would be, have an overpayment on your claim. Speaking of overpayment, we still, some, uh, still are seeing some comments about overpayment and questions regarding uh, those types of claims. Uh, can you provide any updates on where you're at with the overpayment? Because we know that that was one of the areas that took some time to really go through uh, with the adjudicators and people that have to go through that process. Uh, have you made some progress on filing, uh, excuse me, settling some of those overpayment claims? Yes, actually, we've made a lot of progress with the overpayments. There were many, many overpayment um, issues. Um, there's still overpayment issues, but we have um, completed many of them. We do still have the special um, group that is working on only overpayments. We also have a contractor who is still continuing to help us because we still have the merit staff flexibility until September. So we have our contractor in place helping with any other additional issues um, that we have to address. Kelowna has a comment here, just says, still having challenges calling into the call center, messages, all calls are busy, call back later. How are you handling the call volume? I know at certain points it was thousands of calls a day. What is that looking like now? And do you have adequate staff to field all those calls? So, you know, at one point we were getting a lot of information from claimants that calls were dropping. 
We did not know why that occurred. We've been working with our contractor. We've actually moved, we pivoted from the call center application that we're using to a brand new application about two to three weeks now. That application is working much better than the old application was. It's a Zoom application, um, but it's not you know face-to-face with a Zoom camera, but it is a Zoom application. We are letting less um, individuals in so that we can handle the call volume. Call volumes have dropped drastically. I don't know if you remember, but they were in the tens of thousands at one point. They're drastically down under 10,000, um, way under 10,000 a day. And we are still um, you know, fielding hundreds of calls on a daily basis. Well, one of the problems that resulted in sort of the madness that happened with this unemployment has been noted of the uh, you know the old uh, and antiquated uh, system that you folks were running on and, and just the overall ability for the mainframe to handle the capacity of calls that were coming in. Uh, it was announced a few months ago that there was a new program and developer that was going to be working on updating the system. How are things going on that front? And do you have a projected timeline of when things would move over from that old system into this updated system? Yes, that's um, the Department of Labor Unemployment Insurance Modernization Project. We did um, announce several months back that that project has started. It is well on its way. It is moving forward um, nicely. We have met with um, the contractor on many occasions and the team is actually starting to test some of the applications. Like I said, it was gonna take 18 months. It's still planned to take about 18 months. So it's probably not gonna come on board until later next year. What are the major challenges that you're anticipating right now? You know, we see obviously that people, that there are jobs out there uh, in certain sectors, particularly tourism and the service economy, but sort of long-term as our economic recovery continues, you know, we see all these tourists coming in. Are we sort of getting toward the clear now or what are some of the challenges that you foresee when it comes to unemployment in our state? Well, we do know um, extended benefits are ending. So there's going to be a huge population of individuals who are no longer going to be able to receive benefits and they're going to have to start really seriously looking for a job. We are trying to pivot. Um, you know, Department of Labor also handles workforce and reemployment. Um, and so we have been beefing up um, what we call our workforce development division and um, in hand in hand with the workforce council who um, oversees the American Job Centers. The American Job Centers are on every island in the state. And um, we um, ask that individuals visit those American Job Centers because there are a lot of opportunities for individuals who are looking for upskilling or looking for a career change or just looking for a path forward for um, a job opportunity. And you know that during the pandemic, there were offers uh, through federal programs and some through the state that would help to train individuals uh, to qualify themselves and to educate themselves about other opportunities and occupations. Uh, are those types of programs going to continue on and what can people expect and how can they get resources to say get trained in an area that maybe they didn't even go to school for or have no background in? Yes, most definitely. So the Department of Labor um, through the Workforce Development Division is reaching out to U.S. Department of Labor. We're applying for grants. We have a couple of apprenticeship grants. We also work with the unions um, who are um, have individuals who are interested in trades and learning a trade. And so there are apprenticeship programs through that process. But we really um, would love to encourage individuals to reach out to American Job Center. That's where it all begins. That's where it all starts. The workforce development staff 
is housed there at the American Job Center. And that's where they can determine what suits you best, what you're looking for, how we can help you move down that path to reemployment. You know, you spoke about the number of people that are going to be essentially their benefits will end uh, when when the plus up ends and the extended benefits ends. Do we have an idea or do you have an idea of the number of people this will be? Are we talking tens of thousands? Is it half the people receiving benefits now? What What's the scale there? So it really depends on uh, what program you're looking at. So for PUA, we know that PUA claimants have dropped drastically. I don't know if you remember, but the last time I talked about this, we were up at the almost 30,000 individuals receiving PUA benefits on any given week. Now we're down to a little over 15,000 individuals receiving PUA benefits on any given week. That's dropped drastically. So we know that PUA is definitely going to end. That is one of the programs through the um, pandemic um, programs through the U.S. Department of Labor. And so that alone will have at least 15,000 individuals who will no longer be receiving benefits. On the regular unemployment insurance side, we know that there are about 25 to 30,000 individuals on any given week still receiving benefits. So we, I don't have a percentage of what percentage are only on PEUC because there are individuals who are on PEUC who did file, like I said, a brand new initial claim, but received the $25 option and then can move over to regular benefits when the extended benefits end. There were many uh, different departments and at times legislators that were jumping on in to support the department during its peak. Uh, we know the National Guard was also involved at one point. Uh, where are you at as a department now with getting that supplemental help from other departments and, and, and agencies? And how long do you foresee the department still needing that assistance? So right now we are not really getting much help from any of the other state agencies. Um, that was incredible. You know, the outpouring of support from all of the agencies and the ledge and the governor's office. Um, we could not have asked for a better crew to help us move forward for um, a while now at least this whole year. We've been working only on bringing in individuals um, who we are hiring to work at the call center, as well as fill positions here at Department of Labor. We were lucky to receive additional positions through some legislative interaction to provide Department of Labor with positions where we could hire individuals to learn um, the process and help our community. And so right now we plan to still have the call center till at least the end of the year, I'm still anticipating the call center into the new year, um, 2022. And so we'll see what the workload looks like and how we'll move forward with that. Got a question here from Cleo uh, that I think could apply for others. She says, waiting for unemployment claims from July 2020 to April of this year, I was disqualified and received PUA April to 2021 to the present. What about those missing months? The call center keeps telling me to wait. Um, not necessarily her specific situation, but people who are in the situation where they have all this pending, um, th these pending issues, will they be made whole even after these programs sunset? Yes. All of the extended benefits programs, as well as regular unemployment, um, is a program that continues to provide the benefits whether we pass the program end date or not. Unlike um, the low wages, um, the LWA program um, earlier in 2020, um, that program ended. And if your claims were not adjudicated prior to that program ending, the benefits ended. But with PUC, PUA, and FPUC, 
all of those programs will continue and we will continue to pay out as long as um, you're still eligible within that eligibility um, period for that program. We know that, of course, as some of these programs sunset, what we've seen in the past is the federal government has stepped in to provide additional support, starting new programs that would benefit um, others. Some of the programs were more specific to specific needs. Uh, have you gotten any word of uh, any extended benefits or anything that might be coming down from the federal level beyond uh, what we are seeing right now and moving into the latter part of this year? You know, that's very important for us here, right? Because if they are going to have programs, we have to make sure that we're prepared for it and we can program that into our mainframe system. We are hearing um, some strong um, evidence from U.S. Department of Labor that these programs are not going to be extended. Now, you never know. Right. You never know what's going to happen in Congress and whether they'll pass something and um, extend some program that's in effect right now or put together a brand new program. We also do know that um, some of the states have already ended the um, extension programs. And so it doesn't look favorable that these programs will continue after September 4th. I want to get in Betty's question because it could apply to others too, as well. If you, if you choose the if you chose the PEUC option when filling when filing the NIC, can you continue filing regularly after the week week ending September fourth? There are going to be a lot of people with these questions wondering if they can tradition uh, shift back to traditional unemployment. Uh, how is that How is that determined? That's correct. So if you were provided the twenty five dollar option. Um, and did not stay on your brand new initial claim and moved to stay on PEUC, when the PUC ends, then you can then transition back to your new initial claim as long as you are still eligible and still unemployed. Of course, as we see uh, a lot of demand out there for those uh, who are uh, employers that are looking for workers to return back to work or really to just help fill some of these positions. Uh, we do also know that there are people who are maybe holding out, looking for their uh, job that best fits them or something that they want to enter. Uh, is the department looking for ways to connect people with those jobs, with job fairs? Is there anything you can provide as an information in ways in which people can get more uh, information about jobs that may be available out there? Right. So there is going to be a job fair on August 3rd um, here at our American Job Center on Oahu. It's um, located in Ivale. We will have the job fair flyer up on our website, our brand new unemployment insurance um, website that our claimants are very familiar with now. We are also trying to reach out in the community to find out when employers or groups are having additional job fairs or job openings. And we're trying to post that on that um, website as well. Okay, and I know that some people flow in and out of this program. So I know we wanna get a final thought, but before we get there, if you could just reiterate uh, the big news this morning that you are going to be opening the centers uh, across the state in person, when can people sign up for those appointments and tell us again about the morning walk-ins just for folks who may be logging on a little bit late. Okay, so we will be opening September 7th, the day after Labor Day um, for in-person um, meetings with claimants. In the morning, we'll be 100% walk-in. So first come, first serve um, until about noon. Um, we're still working on the specifics. In the afternoon, we will have only appointment, in-person appointments um, with those who you know have a harder time waiting in line in the morning and they can obtain appointment 
we'll be taking appointments three weeks before September 7th so that we can have those appointments set in our system and make sure we're ready for you on September 7th when we start that. It'll be daily appointments. So we will have taking appointments every single day, Monday through Friday in the afternoon. You know, we, and we've had you on this program uh, for a few months now, and uh, it's, it's really incredible to just see how much things have changed over that time. I mean, this was a show that would get thousands of comments with people uh, chiming in with their frustrations, other people asking specific questions. Uh, for you, as someone who has had to lead, lead this department, it's nice, I guess, to see, finally see that light and be heading towards that light uh, of this very long tunnel. What has this overall been like for you during this time of uh, taking over midway through this pandemic and having to take on some of the pressures and the responsibility of getting getting these claims out and all that you have had to lead this department through during this time you know ryan and yuchi i think it's it's the department as a whole everyone at the department has pitched in not just the unemployment insurance office but um, every employee in the Department of Labor has come out to help the unemployment insur insurance office move forward. And so they're really the ones who've been working hard. They're the ones who've been doing all the work. And um, I, I thank them for all of their hard work. I thank the public for trying to be a little bit more patient with us as we move forward. I think we have done incredible things. I just wanna give you some statistics. We were taking in about 65,000 claims on an average on a yearly basis, um, starting from 2015. In 2020, we took in 436,000 claims. That is unprecedented. The staff did that, the staff worked on that. And that's incredible. And that shows you the heart that you know state employees have. Um, I know sometimes we get a bad rap, but, um, the reason why you're in um, public service is because you care. And we care for those out there and we wanna do a good job and we're trying to do the best job possible. Great to hear that those in-person appointments will be back. I can assure you there will be plenty of people who will be in those lines. We look forward to speaking with you again next month. Thank you again for all that you do and we appreciate thank your you. time this morning. Thank you. Thank you for always having me. Thank you very much. And thank you for the service you provide to the public. Thanks so much, aloha. Thank you. Well, great to hear from Anne as always. And she really, as you noted, Ryan, you know, light at the end of the tunnel, the unemployment rate right around 7% uh, for the state of Hawaii. Nationally, just around 5%. If you think about where we were at some points during the pandemic, uh, you know, she just said even a year ago, we were double that. And so we're really starting to see those numbers come down. You know, you look at restaurants, retailers that we talked to on Monday, the jobs are out there. It's just a matter of making those connections. So good to hear. And, uh, you know, also that they are going to be opening those in-person appointments. Yeah, big news coming out from the department. Again, that will be happening uh, the day after Labor Day, she said. People can begin signing up three weeks prior to that for their slots uh, for those appointed times. They will also be taking walk-ins, but no doubt a lot of people have been asking for this. We saw it in the comments in the very shows that we've done on this subject matter with people asking that very question. And so the department uh, now making moves to have that happen. Uh, of course, there will be people that will have to wait in line. We expect those lines to be long uh, and that people will also not necessarily have their answer uh, answer or the questions answered as soon as they go in. It may take multiple visits because they are some complicated claims that people are still trying to work through, but good to hear that those numbers continue to go down. And as I noted, Yanji, you can tell that there's a vast difference in the number of comments and things that we see on this show uh, as compared to maybe say a year ago. 
Absolutely. There will be, of course, a big rush, as she noted, of people who will suddenly no longer be receiving uh, benefits. That's coming in September when when those pipelines from the federal government are cut off. And she said that right now they are not anticipating the extension or the addition of any new monies coming from the federal government. So it's basically what is uh, traditional unemployment benefits. Those, you know, if you recently separated from your employer, those claims will still be honored. But all the plus up and the PEUC and those extended pool of benefits, those are all going away. And we expect that there will be thousands of people who suddenly find themselves uh, in, in dire need of a job. And as this continues to happen, as they settle these unemployment claims, you can really hear uh, her vision of that transition that's happening and taking place of moving into that more that workforce development, offering programs and services to connect people into jobs and training programs that the department is also working on. She mentioned that they are currently applying for a number of grants that will also assist in this effort. And so it's a, a dual track system that they're trying to run here is in terms of uh, supporting those with the unemployment claims, but also finding ways to get people back into work and finding opportunities for them to be trained. So uh, great to hear uh, all that's happening there and always uh, appreciate her coming on and uh, speaking to us and, and taking the questions directly from our viewers. And someone else who always inspires a lot of comments uh, will also be joining the show on Friday. That's right, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green will be here. Uh, we've heard so much talk about over-tourism, and so we're going to be talking with him. He, of course, helps to lead the Safe Travels program, so he is in charge of the visitor arrivals that are happening right now and making sure that the people who are coming here uh, are not, you know, are, are have either tested COVID negative or have a vaccination card in hand. So we'll be talking to him about that. Uh, and also the vaccination program. We've seen the number of people signing up to get the shot really slowing down in the state. What does that mean in our march toward that 70% goal? We'll be talking about all of that with the Lieutenant Governor right here, 1030 on Friday. We look forward to seeing you uh, back here on Friday and make sure to help spread the word. If you've missed uh, any of these shows that we've had here on Spotlight Hawaii, you can always make sure that you watch them on channel 50. This program is rebroadcast every night at 6 p.m. or you can also find us streaming uh, on various platforms where there is audible uh, um, podcasts that you may want to listen to us on your car or hear these interviews again. <laughs> we certainly appreciate all the support that we get from all of you. So thank you. We'll see you right back here on Friday. Aloha. Aloha.